This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we've got a question here that is going to have to be nuanced, I think, in our answer, Michael. The question is, will unrepented Christians go to heaven? It's sort of an oxymoron because yeah. my initial thought is, can a dead person who's alive exist? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't can, know. <laughs> can a Christian be unrepentant? So it depends what you mean by repentance. So yes. The general concept is that there are layers to this. So there is the concept of repentance of your mind where you change your mind. So before yes. you come to Christ, you have to literally change your mind about what is true and what is real. Then there is repentance of your behavior, yes. which is a change of actions. Mm-hmm. Typically, repentance of the mind is kind of where you start, yes. and then you flesh it out in the repentance of behavior. So can somebody be an unrepentant Christian? Well, if you mean of the mind, then the answer is no. You can't become a Christian until you repent of your false worldview. Right. And then change your mind to the correct worldview, particularly on the matters of who is God, who am I, how do how do we relate to each other, Jesus, the resurrection, et cetera, salvation by grace through faith, all that. Now, Tim, <laughs> yes. can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, go ahead. Are there any sins in your life that... Um, that I'm still holding on to and not fully repented of? Maybe they, uh, I don't know. In keep, full transparency. Keep, yeah, keep that, coming up. Yeah, that's... You know, there there are certain sins that I keep struggling with, yep. and uh, I, I, you know, I'm not fully sanctified yet, mm. and and uh, can't I, relate. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, you can't relate to that. <laughs> Tim, now pastors are supposed to be. We're, we're supposed to be never fully make sanctified, right? right? Yeah, we're supposed to be perfect. That's, that's but, what I keep telling people, but everyone's like, <laughs> they, feels wrong. Yeah, they they <laughs> keep saying, "Hey, you're not there yet." Um, yeah, I think therein answers the question. Yes. Now, should you be? Let's examine maybe a few scenarios. You have the Christian who professes Christ. This is really important nuance, okay? Yes. They know what they're doing is wrong, know what God wants them to do. Yes. Are even confronted by the Spirit and the people of God and the Word of God, and then they refuse to change. Now, therein lies a situation that you you have to answer Hey, what is going on? Why do they not have any desire to change, to repent? That's the word, repent, change. So John Piper has a really great paradigm that I I have grown to love and appreciate. He says, uh, basically, by and large, if someone professes belief in the gospel, he's not going to tell them, then you're going to hell. But what he will tell them is, if they are in persistent, unrepentant sin— Yes. I can give you no confidence of heaven. Right. If there is no transformation, has there been any regeneration? Right. So the Lordship Salvation like movement consistently heaps condemnation on struggles, you yeah. know, and I struggle with that whole movement of things because it often puts Christians in a place of judgmentalism because they have different levels of habitual, constant yes. sin, often pride. Um, I find prideful people love love the Lordship Salvation Movement, and then take it to extremes. Yeah, but the reality is, how do you accept Jesus as Savior and not accept Him as Lord? And I get where if you carry it to the fullest extent, if you have any Mm -hmm. sin in your life that you're not struggling with, then you're not saved. 
I would totally yeah. deny that yeah, as it, gospel truth. Oftentimes, the Lordship people cherry pick a handful of maybe yeah. top 10 Christian sins, yeah. and, and then they basically cast judgment on people for struggling with them and saying, well, you must not really be saved. And We don't know if a person is struggling with sin or if they are not struggling with a sin. We don't know. Some sins are secret and quiet. We can see a lack of sanctification, being more like Christ, or success in becoming more like Christ. Yep. You know, one of the greatest evidences that we are born again is that we are disciplined by the Lord. We are, when we sin, we feel the conviction, we feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, what you just did was wrong. That is not pleasing to the Lord. And that prompting has to be dealt with. As a Christian, we have to decide, am I going to grieve the Holy Spirit and push him away and say, no, I'm okay with that, yeah. you know, that mistake or that sin? Or am I going to lean more towards, you know what, the Holy Spirit's right. God's mm -hmm. word is right. Yep. I, I need to do better in this. Yep. I think you have a couple categories of people. I like to categorize things, <laughs> make them systemic. You have the person who is in unrepentant sin. Uh, they know it's sin, it's wrong. And I think we have huge warnings for them. Yes. You have the person in habitual sin and they feel like they're a slave to it. I have a little bit more grace for that simply because of how some sins, sexual or chemical, profoundly impact our own biology, making overcoming sin exponentially yeah. harder. Yeah. At times, it can be way easier for the prideful jerk to overcome their pride than it is for the heroin addict to overcome their heroin. Mm. So I just have a little bit of grace for habitual sins, especially habitual sins that are that have changed the very chemistry of, of the person's body. Yeah. So that would be a category of, I have a little bit more grace there, but I also want to see like, is there transparency? Are they hiding their habitual yeah. sins? And every every believer needs to have someone where they can say anything to without fear of losing their job or their friends or whatever, just the safest person to go to, which is why, honestly, so many people have professional counselors because they're the safe person to say anything to, mm -hmm. and that person is bound by confidentiality and can't get them fired or harmed at any of their relationships. And then, you know, there's just the reality that Christians sin. Yeah. Repentance actually takes into consideration the fact that we do, so I appreciate that. But the major categories are unrepentant sin, where you're not even changing. And the other category would be habitual sin, I think, where you're just struggling and wrestling. And yes. Again, every person is different. But the question is, can an, what is the question, Tim? Will unrepented Christians go to heaven? If you're talking about Yes, plausibly, that would be the scenario. <laughs> Based on our explanations and differentiation between repentance of the head and repentance of behavior. Yes. Yep. Yes, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, barely, as through fire, Paul might say. Yeah, Paul, Paul would say, yeah, by, but, yep. Yep, by the hair of their chinny, chin, chin. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was so going to say the skin of their teeth. The skin of their teeth. What, what <laughs> are they, where do these things come from and why do we all know them? Anyways, oh, yeah. All right. What is our next question? Our next question is, is it unbiblical for me to go on vacation?